Your support is greatly needed. Greatly appreciated. And we utilize 100% of the support in the continuing effort to not only bring you cutting edge research, but to support the technical aspect, the media aspect, as well as the living examples of the research. It is one thing to show you this information in books. It is a completely different thing to show you live. Out of UV light you create internally. Yeah, well, this is, that's the big one for me. I mean, obviously that's the one that I think that's gonna be the huge one for everybody listening, no matter whether or not they understand any of the rest of our conversation is that we our cells can create light internal to our body right that that to me melanin is the screen remember the analogy i used to you before andrew showed up that we can sit in a movie theater when we were older guys in new york and we look at the light and then we see the movie and you look at the light and go wow there's a lot of information in that light but you don't see the information there see it on the screen you're talking about the beam coming from the projector yeah yeah, yeah exactly. so you know how is everything in the beam right so does it make sense you as a non-science guy when i leave here my job is not only to satisfy you but i, I want to make him curious absolutely both i want you to know that's what melanin is it's the screen we're having a discussion right now of the projector and the light and that semiconductor circuit that i'm talking about is the one that i stumbled in it's the of uv light you create internally yeah well this is that's the big one for me i mean obviously that's the one that i think that's gonna be the huge one for everybody listening no matter whether or not they understand any of the rest of our conversation is that we our cells can create light internal to our body right that, that to me melanin is the screen remember the analogy i used to you before andrew showed up that we can sit in a movie theater when we were older guys in new york and we look at the light and then we see the movie and you look at the light and go, wow, there's a lot of information in that light, but you don't see the information there. See it on the screen. You're talking about the beam coming from the projector. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, you know, how is everything in the beam? Right. So, Does it make sense? You as a non-science guy, when I leave here, my job is not only to satisfy you, but I, I want to make him curious. Absolutely. Both. I want you to know that's what melanin is. It's the screen. We're having a discussion right now of the projector and the light and that semiconductor circuit that i'm talking about is the one that i stumbled in it's the
They got the blue magic on her. Can y'all hear me now? All the way out there in Ireland. Can you hear me now? Y'all know when y'all see Thomas pop up, Thomas International Crew. What's up, Oz? What's up? Can you hear me? Okay. Scotland, excuse me, Scotland. Scotland Yard is in the building. <laughs> Scotland is in the building. Scotland is in the building. And you guys didn't miss anything much. I was just, you know, checking on what's going on out there in California, you know, and, you know, the brother was just letting us know. They got the blue magic on her. You see, they got the blue magic on hood. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. They got the blue magic on hood. They got the blue magic and cap. Myron, oh, Myron, what? What are you doing? What you doing? What you talking about with my daughter? You reading them nasty books again, right, Myron? Nobody reading no nasty books, man. You scared the hell out of me. What you talking about, man? Well, I ain't did that in about two weeks. What you you called yesterday, two weeks. What you reading? What you reading? I, 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 you scared the goddamn book, man. Dr. Inky, I went on Amazon and, and got three Dr. Inky books because I'm reading about melatonin and bioxymetry. Bioxymetry. What is, <laughs> Myron, that's not even a, first of all, it's not melatonin and whatever it is that you just said. It's melanin and biochemistry. You can't even pronounce the word, so how you reading? How you reading, Myron? I'm not looking at the pictures. I'm not looking at the pictures. I got the books right here. I'm looking at the pictures. You know, there ain't, no, ain't, ain't nothing nasty about this. So what are you talking about? I got all the books right here. What are you talking about? Myron, you don't even know how to read. Every time we get mail, you bring it to me. You think I don't know that? I was hooked, hooked on things. Now, what's you talking about? I, I, I was a hooked on things, so I know I know how to read. They As a win. As a win, because first of all, hooked on phonics, I believe it's for kids. There's no such thing as hooked on things. And if I recall, you're the same person that thought reindeer was pronounced reender, and you're the same person that thought pigeon was pronounced piggy on. So it makes sense that you went to hooked on Phoenix. 
That's such a dumbass. No, you. You always trying to say somebody can't read. I know exactly what I'm talking about, man. I'm reading the book. I got the book. I got the goddamn receipt right here. I got the goddamn receipt right here for the for the books. Who's you talking about? What you need to return them for somebody who know how to read them? And I still don't. It's probably all type of stuff in the inside of the books, Myron. That's how sneaky you are. Give me the books. Give me the books, Myron. Man, no, Give me the I'm books, Myron. Give me the books, Myron. I'm not giving you nothing. I got these books on Amazon. I'm not giving you the books. Ain't nothing. No, no, no. Bye, 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 bye. All right, so like I was saying earlier, um, I had a short, brief conversation with uh, Auntie Geraldine, shout out to her, and um, just curious about a few things, but it brung to my mind some of the stuff that we left off in the emails, you know, just certain questions, and so we're here. Right, we're here. All right, all right. I see the family piling in. I see the family piling in. Let's listen. Let's hit the thumbs. You know, the like button, the thumbs up. Let's hit that. Um, if you subscribe to the video, please unsubscribe and resubscribe if you're not getting these notifications. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, go ahead and just hit that subscribe button. It's free to do. Right. And so should we start with juicing or breast cancer? I think the, the it's not going to be that long of a video. Right. But what do, you, what do you guys think? Should we start with juicing or breast cancer? Separately, we're discussing them. We're not discussing juicing as a remedy for breast cancer. That's not what we're doing. Just at the outset, I want to let y'all know we're going to discuss some just some quick pointers on juicing that you know people make mistakes with their juicing and then um, we're going to also talk about um, some breast cancer juicing juicing get it out of the way juicy stuff. All right, cool. So, here's the elephant in the room with juicing. That's probably where I should have started anyway. Um, okay. Wow. Everybody is on this juicing thing. All right. Remember, we did a whole big thing years ago. Um, and you know, people didn't get as crazy as they should have. Shout out to B Gabs. Shout out to B Gabs goodies in Chicago. Right. Because, um, she was heavily influential in like the whole juicing thing that we will, you know, shout out to Diallo, you know, Ohio, obviously for the connection. And, and so, but the main mistake that I think that people have with juicing is the same mistake that people make in a lot of other areas in the health space, right? And I want you to take this with a grain of salt. We're spending much too much time not studying our own genetics. And, and you guys, you know, you're not understanding why I have such a high level of disdain 
for some of my contemporaries in the space. Let me just put it that way. Some of my contemporaries in the space. They can't know anatomy well. They haven't put enough time in, right? Respectfully, if you were doing cocaine and crack three years ago, you 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 have it's it's not possible that you've done the prerequisite studies on anatomy and physiology to really understand the nuanced differences between. I would say Europeans or polar haplotypes and the more equatorial, um, you know, shades of browns and, and, you know, tans and yellows and blacks and, and all of those things, right? There are differences. You know, off top, you know, we could start with, off top, we could start with, where do we start? I guess it's easiest for me to start with mitochondria, right? That's the basis of your energy, spirit, energy, spirit, energy. That's the basis of your energy production in your body. That's the base of your respiratory system, right? A lot of times we hear respiratory, we think breathing, we think lungs. You hear respiratory, you think breathing, you think lungs. That's not it. The respiratory system is about the circulation of oxygen all throughout the body. Also, the metabolism of carbon in the body, which we go in detail in. in um, this, ah, here we go. I actually have a copy on the floor. Let's see if this is under it. Okay, no, this is this is book five right here. That's this is not. Enough. But this book right here, this is the hardcover. Right. You see that melanin versus diabetes research, the Sabi Carbon Edition by Inky Real. You see that this book right here on Amazon. You've never read a book like this on biochemistry before. Right. But that's what the respiratory uh, system is. The respiratory system is twofold. It is the metabolism of oxygen and the circulation of oxygen. And it's the metabolization of uh, the metabolization, the metabolism and circulation of carbon, right? Those two things make up your respiratory system, right? But the smallest units of the respiratory system are the pigments. Pay attention. The pigments, because this is largely what we're talking about. Everybody understands the groups between polar haplotypes and equatorial haplotypes based on pigment, right? What we don't really have much conversation about is how much internal pigment, right? That's clearly like a Dr. Inky exclusive conversation, Dr. Inky exclusive research. So if you hear people start to mimic that, you know where they got that from, right? But when we go down to the smallest of the small, the most basic, you're looking at the electron transport chain. The electron transport chain is made up of four pigment groups, right? Then you have a, I guess the best way to think of it is like a turbine pump kind of thingy, which is the ATPase, 
Wow. Can you guys still hear me even though the screen is froze? This is epic. I hate the fact that I hate the fact that y'all are getting used to this. Right. Um these are out of print, of course. This is the medical pap rye. I wrote this probably, I don't even know. 
more than 10 years ago, but I still use it all the time. And obviously this is the, the holistic Bible. Eat right for your haplotype. I think I got maybe a handful of these left. Actually, I might have a few just laying around for myself, but case by case basis, I might let one go. Um, wow, would I ever consider being an endocrinologist? Hmm. I don't know. I don't. Where the hell is that? Cause, yo, shout out to my man Kelvin, man. What? Yo, I swear to God, I believe this nigga Kelvin literally stays at home and thinks up shit to stump Doctor Inky. <laughs> yo, he always asks me questions I have no answers for. But um, I think it's I think that this the. the Wow, Kelvin is like a younger me. This nigga at work at Verizon. He on the. So I would honestly, I'll be honest. For you, I think that's an amazing career path, right? For me, um, I would have to go back to do more schooling. You know, to really, um, you know. So I don't. I, I haven't considered that. You know, the only thing that I thought about going back to school for is um, chiropractor. You know, I, I really like, I really like, and I got the books and, you know, you know how I do. So I already got the books <laughs> that's required. But, um, but yeah, I thought about going back to school to, uh, to become a chiropractor, to add that to my resume. Um. But endocrinology, I think that um, with what we've been doing and how long you've been with me, you know what I'm saying? I think you would be a fucking like you, you would be a monster in that space, bro. That would be that would be really insane, bro. Yeah, that would be really insane. I would really be happy about that. You know what I'm saying? That'd be crazy. Because the the ends, you know, so for anybody at home that doesn't know what we're talking about, endocrinologist is, you know, just a doctor that specializes in the endocrine system. So, you know, like the instructions, you know, hormones, you know, that all of that kind of stuff. You know, so cellular instruction, all of that cellular instruction. He, that's what he would be specializing in cellular instruction basically to simplify um but as the young endocrinologist kelvin would you consider that a good simplification an endocrinologist specializes in cellular instruction would you would you say that's a pretty good analogy or or what Feel like you do this coming from my nah. That's an understatement. You you coming out of you coming out the toughest biochemical boot camp in existence. So you you can definitely do um yeah you can definitely knock that out easy peasy one two three easy. 
Look. Ooh. Ooh. So, <laughs> Dr. Sabi Jr. has a fake page, <laughs> and he be trolling me, guys. Look, this is Dr. Sabi Jr. Now, this is not Victor. So, don't confuse this with Victor. This is not even a son of Dr. Sabi, right? This is an outcast from the Sabi family, one of the grandchildren that, that trolls, you know, studies my material and then tries to debunk others with my material and find someone else to try to debunk it. What you actually should do, youngster, is just become an honest student. Look, look, at, look at Kelvin right here. Kelvin is getting ready to become an actual endocrinologist from what we do. This is serious over here. We don't play play over here. We don't play play over here. Only reason I'm highlighting your comment is to show people that this happens. Like when I say this, they don't believe this happens. <laughs> so here's Dr. Sabi's grandkid, the outcast, under a fake page, trying to set me up for a debate with him. Bruh, stop it. You're not in my weight class. I, I, you, you know, you're not in my weight class, bro. But I would teach you. You know what I'm saying? I would teach you. I work with you. Text my phone 586-298-5000. Don't you don't need to use fake pages and all that. I'm very accessible. 586-298-5000. If you text me, it's gonna pop up right on this phone right now. And we can talk. We can just talk. Doesn't have to be weird. You? Yeah, Oz, I'm I'm not sure. Can you guys hear me still? Osborne saying there's no sound again. Are we good? Or is Osborne's, can y'all hear me? Oh, okay, okay, all right. So, you hear this. And just for reference, the grand this grandchild of Dr. Sabi's did not study with Dr. Sabi under Dr. Sebi, nor did this grandchild study anywhere else. The grandchild is living in the, the illusion or having a delusion of grandeur, right? Simply having a relation, family tie to Dr. Sebi somehow makes this kid think information transferred to his brain. <laughs> so not only has this nigga been out debunking Dr. Sebi, <laughs> oh my goodness he has now set his sights on the living goat that's too much for you you don't you don't bit off too much that you could chew champ but you should be honored that i did all you know i got your name in the video you got a little 50 seconds of fame you could clip this and put it on your channel and, and get me you know have at it right Ha, 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 ha.
So listen, text me like a grown up, you know, like a grown up, like a big boy. 586-298-5000. Okay. All right. Now back to business. This video is dedicated to once again, Auntie Geraldine. I'm gonna have to tell. Matter of fact, let me just create a, a timestamp. Okay, it's not working. All right, well, I'll just tell her to start at the 30 minute mark because we had technical difficulties. We got trolls coming in. But listen, who else besides Dr. Inky gets trolled by the Sabi family? <laughs> right? So, all right, what were we talking about? Everybody wanted to deal with the juicing thing, and then that's when we got crazy and it froze. Boom. So we were talking about respiratory system, respiratory pigments. Now, let me put my books down for a second. Let's do some old good old fashioned slapping folks up you know how we do here we're serving meals i'm going to give you a large order of truth with a side order of facts yeah. large order of truth side order of facts let's see what we got going on here Boom. We up here. All right. So the young man, you know, it's good to start off with these guys because literally this video is about these guys that are not qualified to do health classes and studies and teaching. So let's start off here. Respiratory. Right. So we type in respiratory. And bam, relating to or affecting respiration or the organs of respiration. Now, let's type in this word that's clearly a scam, right? Let's see what this says. Uh-oh, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to tell these little guys that you are your weight class, bro. Yeah, your whole program debunked in four seconds. <laughs> hey, look, four seconds is all it took. Man. But like I said, I, I do work with the youngsters. I, I'll still teach him and, and study with him and all that. If he if he's you know mature enough to shoot me a text and you know. But there are four major classifications of respiratory pigment: hemoglobin, hemocyanin erythrochrorin and hemoerythrin now obviously for humans right hemoglobin is going to be what we dealing with right hemoglobin is or heme let's 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 get this down for you guys heme versus hemoglobin like let's just do this real quick so we clear Heme is an iron-containing molecule that is important for many biological processes. 
Full stop right there. Remember when I deified Dr. Sebi, the God Ogun. A, the original Sebi, the powerful research he was doing was coming out of the Ogun Research Institute. So this is not something foreign to Sebi. The Ogun Research Institute is what he was, the vehicle that he was using when they had the court case. And him, Ma'a, and Annette Thomas all got locked up, right? So, and then obviously the god Ogun, the god of self-defense and iron, right? So just, just refreshing your memory, right? Heme is an iron containing molecule that is important for many biological processes. Heme combines with globin proteins to form hemoglobin, right? So you have a whole universe of globins that work with pigments in your body, right? That's a whole nother set of, uh, yeah, cytoglobin. So you got, you got cytoglobins, neuroglobins, myoglobins. Yeah, I don't know. You got, you got, yeah, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> a bunch of them right but the important thing here the important thing here is that most people thinking of blood cells right when you hear hemoglobin but again the electron transport chain inside your mitochondria is also these same pigments right so when somebody tells you that pigments are not real or it's a scam or blah 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 you can immediately just just dismiss <laughs> you can immediately dismiss all of their teachings listen to me not their teachings surrounding pigments no 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 all of their pigments all of their teachings excuse me because if they don't understand the role of pigments in the human body they don't understand how the body works they don't know how pigments work and how the body works, how the energy system in the body works. They can't give you credible advice on nutrition because when they give you advice on nutrition, be it herbs, food or otherwise, it's not going to include the things that you need to build up your body's various pigments. This is only one of them. This is only one of them. Right? This is only one. <laughs> yo, yo, for real. I mean, we just cook these guys like it's so crazy. They just keep jumping in the volcano. It's literally like they just jump in the volcano and just fry in the lava. Like he just came here to fry in the lava. But it's beautiful that we have built a platform where People value an appearance over their own brand. That's crazy because when you pop out like that, you know I'm going to cook you because that's what I've been doing to Vegas for about 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So when you know that and you jump out anyway, that means that you, your name coming out of my mouth is more important than, you know, like my dad used to tell me. 
It's better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool than to open up your mouth and remove all doubt. Respectfully. We just saw that live. Yo, my man making fake pages. He's making more fake pages to hop back in. <laughs> Yo, just hit my phone. What's wrong with you? He gonna troll the whole time. It's all right. I'll teach him to. Cause I got it. I got it. I'm sure I really need to. I'm really taken away from what you know. We need to get to for Andre. Right, and the people curious. Well, actually, not even for Andre D. This is just more inspired by my conversation with her. Cause she can talk to me directly. All right. She can hit me up on the phone. Right. Juicing. That's where we was at. Right. So anyway, here's one of the problems with the juicing. Right. Here's one of the problems with the juicing. Right. Also, just the FYI. Um, the book prices, all of the books are now on sale exclusively at Amazon. And the price range goes from $4 to roughly about $25 for the books. You know, there, yeah, yeah, there's that. <laughs> right? So here's the biggest problem with the juicing. The juicing industry because you guys forget that everything is commercial. The juicing industry is not based on you or me. Right? It's not based on our anatomy. It's not based on our physiology. Now, the honest truth is that we're all humans. So in a general sense, the nutrition that is beneficial to a young white girl for the most part, it's going to be good for me, right? The nutrition for a old 70-year-old or 80-year-old man from India, in general, is going to be good for me, right? The the nutrition for a, a Inuit or, or an Alaskan, you know, or somebody from anywhere, in general, is going to be good for you. Right. The problem is most of us don't approach health. For general purposes, right, because for general purposes, you kind of can just, you know, bump up your fruit, veggies and exercise and water and you'll be pretty much moving in the right direction. But when we start to get to specifics, people who are dealing with health issues, people who have specific goals, things have to get tighter. Right. And it's just as simple as when you go get an x-ray right now, when you go get the x-ray, you don't know because you just John Q public. You want to go get your x-ray and go about your business. But you don't know that there's one setting on the x-ray machines for white folks. And there's another setting on the x-ray machines for dark skinned folks like me. 
This is just the way it works. Because guess what? Our bodies are different. Now, although x-ray is not visible light, it is still light. And because I'm going to have a lot more pigments that are a lot more, you know, that are a lot, they're very, you know, a lot more active. You're going to need more x-ray to bombard my body with, right? Because on average, my bones are going to be more dense. You're going to need more x-ray power, right? So these little nuances need to be addressed. And it starts with mitochondria. The respiratory proteins, the pigments, are a lot closer together in equatorial haplotypes or equatorial groups of people, right? What that means is equatorial groups of people are going to have a... They're going to have naturally more fast twitch muscle in general. They're going to have more fast twitch muscle, right? That's based on the efficiency of the mitochondria, though. It starts there. The efficiency of the energy turnover. So because the respiratory pigments are tighter, excuse me, the lung capacity doesn't need to be as large. So, again... Not only are the respiratory pigments tighter together, the lungs are smaller. Your lungs are smaller. Your red blood cell to white blood cell ratio is slightly different, right? You're going to have less white blood cells, right? Um, The more closer your roots go to equatorial haplotypes or haplogroups. You're also going to have a slightly different cascade of anabolic hormones, right? Your um, your body will respond differently to things like deuterium or heavy hydrogen, right? Uh, the reason being, if you come from a polar haplogroup, right, colder regions like Europe, um, those places where there's a lot of snow and ice throughout most of the year, those people were eating mostly animals, right? Those people were eating mostly animals. So that's where the rumor of hunter-gatherer has to be dispelled. That's not a real thing. There were hunters and there were gatherers, but there weren't really many hunter-gatherers. That's that's fake. The people that lived in the ice were hunters. The people that lived in the sun were gatherers, Right? You're not gathering anything in the ice except snowballs. There's no gathering up there. You're hunting. And while you're hunting, something's hunting you. So it is a completely different behavioral pattern. Not only, um, and, and, and obviously, enzyme sets and, and fat, you know, there's a disproportionate, the, the fat, the breakdown is also different in terms of how much beige or white adipose tissue um, you know, the haplotype groups have versus brown and black adipose tissue, right? The brown and black adipose tissue is pigmented. It's loaded with iron, right? Because respiration's happening there. This is how the brown fat or the brown adipose tissue can upregulate or downregulate your body temperature, right? Um, 
all of these are, are, are nuanced differences that in and of themselves may not be tremendous. But when you start to add up all these little differences, if you want to be at your optimum health, <laughs> if you want to be at your optimum health, you're going to need to be. That's where you're going to need to start at, you know, and to be honest, everybody else already knows this. Everybody else already knows this. This is why there's a quote unquote Jewish hospital in your neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? This is why if you go down to Chinatown, they've got the Chinese hospitals. Now, these hospitals are open to the public because it's the law that they service everyone. But these hospitals cater to the groups that funded them to be built. For you, by you. We have not evolved as a group yet to the point where we're practicing that type of level of economics, where we're building hospitals and, and schools and all that, and no one's stopping us. There's no hidden white Illuminati that's stopping us from putting a building there. No, it's just dumb niggas that spend their money at the strip club. End of story. That's the only thing stopping us. There's no white Illuminati, great white devil hiding, tricking niggas. No. The, the, the hundreds of millions of dollars that we need to build schools and all that is in the strip club every night. Period. That's where excess money goes. Right. When people have a little bit of extra to spend, the smarter groups of people collectively put that together into a hospital or a school. The people who believe that, you know, to, you know, you're living for the moment and, you know, it's all about now or never. And, and you're throwing it on the floor. Literally, I've been to strip club watching, throwing. Matter of fact, one night. I was with one of my little brothers. He was pissy drunk. I tell this story often, so you might have heard this before. But he was in the strip club. We was in the strip club. He was throwing too much money. So as they yelling, making it rain, I start yelling that I'm going to start making it evaporate. So while they was throwing it in money, I start picking that shit up and putting it back in his pocket. The bouncers came, security came, and got messy because they got a rule. Once it hit the floor, it's ours. And I'm like, you know... Take it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, get it back from me. I'm not, this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You got taken advantage. And, you know, I, we obviously kind of got, uh, had to leave and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, all of the money that we could be using to fund schools and hospitals and all that kind of stuff based on our own genetics, based on our own research, based on our own needs. Yeah. It's going on the strip club floor. You saw Ja Morant get arrested when all his stuff came out. One of the things that came out is when he goes to the strip club, he never spends less than $50,000 at the strip club. So he never throws less than $50,000 onto the ground. I need you to understand what making it rain. Making it rain is a very good, it's a catchphrase to make it sound like throwing your money into the trash is what is like you're not that at the end of the night. And it's not going to black women. So don't think that, oh, what a lot of these strippers, you know, these are trying to take care of their kids and blah, blah, blah. All that's bullshit. Them girls get a fraction of that money. It's always going to be a Greek or Arab coming out at the end of the night, sweeping that shit up into big garbage bags. Yeah. And the girls are going to get a 
part of that money, you know, but not too much. Because if the girls actually got all the money from dancing in the club, guess what? They wouldn't dance in the club that long. They would, they would retire very quickly. Okay? So they have to make sure, like pimps, you just give them just a little bit of money, just enough to pay their bills and bring their asses back to the strip club the next day. Right? So, you know, that I, I can get off into a tangent on that. But anyway, so... As the people, right, and this is where the diabetes research comes in. As the people who are blessed and or cursed with the most pigment, it's only going to fall to us to take care of that. So when you're instructed to go on a, a strict juicing fast, you have to understand that you're getting rid of your fiber so your entire microbiome will be left to fend for itself, right? Or you'll be instructed to go buy probiotics and then after you buy the probiotics and the probiotics aren't working, they'll instruct you next time to go buy probiotics with prebiotics so that the prebiotics can feed the probiotics inside your body. When you turn the bottle of the prebiotics around, you look at it and you go, oh, ingredients, fiber, one word, fiber, the very same thing you're throwing in the garbage <laughs> when you do the juicing. So this is how it gets the same like when I tell people that most of the medicinal herbs that grow in America, they classify them as weeds. So as you goofy niggas go to purchase herbs, you are also paying people to kill those very same plants in your own front and backyard. But you don't recognize that you're destroying the burdock root because burdock root, the sabi speaks so fondly of, it grows wow, it just all over North America. It just it's everywhere, right? So when you go to somebody's house and they got those little sticky balls that stick onto your clothes and all that, that's burdock, right? So as you're annoyed with it, throwing it, just know you're going to throw that away, spray it with chemicals to get rid of it, and then you're going to go purchase it to save your life when you just killed and threw it away at the house. All these are little cycles of confusion. These are the scams that you need to know. They're directing you to get the herbs for detox, but they also have you killing them at your house. They're directing you to use probiotics and prebiotics, but they're also directing you to eliminate them from your diet. Right? So... If you're juicing, right, you want to make sure that you're not removing the fiber and the pigment completely from your diet, right? The fasting part doesn't really have anything to do with the juicing part. Let me get you guys clear on that. The fasting part has nothing to do with the juicing part. The fasting part is also a part of your pigment system. When you fast within the first 12 to 36 hours, 
the melanin concentrating hormone in your brain goes up 300%. So the benefits that people have known for years about, oh, we're going to fast and fast and fast. That's also due to the pigment system in the body. And that's just based on calorie restriction or consuming more or burning more calories than you're consuming. The juicing part of the juicing fast is where you specifically add in the nutrients that your body needs for the rebuilding, the regenerating, the autophagy, right? Um, to make sure that your body has the things that it needs to rebuild and heal and, and create all of the, the structures and, and break down, has, has what it needs to defend itself, to have a robust NRF2 system, right? All of those are key things. Hey, you want to just sit right here? Oh, okay. I'm just watching oh. you. Um, she's literally standing watching me. <laughs> That's crazy. You're going to stop making me. Come on, I got to ignore you so I can do this. <laughs> I'm going to be like this the whole time. <laughs> My cheek's going to hurt. Um, look at that. She, this, she's stunning. <laughs> and I already forgot what I was talking about. Um, the pigment and the fiber. right? So the juicing part of the juicing fast is just so that basically you only are consuming the nutrients that your body needs to have a good biochemistry and neurochemistry without any fluff, no sugars, no excess fats, no excess calories. That's what the idea behind a juice fast is supposed to be. Not getting caught up in trendy stuff where you're, you know, I'm on this green thing and I'm on this, that. No, because the green juicing is not it. The green juicing is not it. That's, that's not, you know, you're 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 getting confused. What makes the green vegetables green? See, see how you can get to the bottom of it. What makes green vegetables green? Chlorophyll. Well, chlorophyll is what? Another pigment. <laughs> you see how we keep coming back to this? Chlorophyll is another pigment, just like heme. The only difference is heme has iron and chlorophyll has magnesium. So you're really just talking about a difference in minerals at that point, right? But what you actually have to focus on to be optimally healthy is making sure you get all the pigments in. So you need to have green juices. You need to have red juices. You need to have yellow juices. You need to have purple juices. Because all of these different colors have different they, they, they represent different pigments and they all have different function in the body, right? So we'll take the yellows, right? The carotenoids, right? The yellows, the oranges and the reds that fit into the carotenoid category of pigments. These are the pigments that build out the structures of the eye, right? Some of us know that vitamin A's, but you know, vitamin A is really a group of pigments, right? Retinols and carotenoids and blah, 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 blah. So 
these pigments build out the eye, right? Some of us know that. Oh, yeah, vitamin A is good, for, but you didn't know vitamin A was pigment, maybe. Or maybe you did, but you forgot or whatever, right? You also probably forgot that your eyeballs are a visible part of your brain. So if vitamin A builds out the brain, then vitamin A is also critical to do what? Build up the neurons. And if we go ahead and do some research, you'll see that vitamin A, real natural vitamin A, the pigments from the fruits and the vegetables, the yellows, reds, and oranges, the lutein's, the zeaxanthins, those are responsible for neurogenesis. Fresh brain cells, right? Um, those are also responsible for differentiation of stem cells, right? These are, these are the actual processes of healing. They are an uh, initiator, initiator in the transformation of stem cells to differentiate to other types of cells. So it's not just your eyes that need them. It's, and that's just one example. In fact, let's see, let's see what we could look up real quick. Yep. Lycopene, beta carotene, alpha carotene. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. I hear before I go there, I seen you. I seen you over there. Look. Look. This right here is what iron, these uh, heme pigments look like. Right? And they show you, you can look at this one right here. You see the iron in the core. Right? The iron in the core. This is the heme pigments. Right? You see the iron is at the core. Right. A lot of different diagrams for you to see what's going on here. So, you know, we're not making this up. Right now we can simply go to. This ain't this ain't deep. This old school. I've been teaching this for 15 years. No, that's a great picture right there. Great picture right there. Grand opening, grand closing. Woo. And you see that the rest of the pigment structure is nothing but hydrogen, carbon, and nitrogen. Right? And obviously oxygen. Right? So that's that. That's that's not that deep right there. Right? But let's do this. Let's just type in food pigments for shits and giggles. So we can see. So we can see. Look at this. Now that's a nice little, and we didn't even have to go far for that. We just type that in on Google and wow, look at this. Anthocyanins. What are anthocyanins? These are the red, purples, blues, and blacks, right? The carotenoids, the yellows, oranges, and reds. The chlorophylls, and there's a wide variety of chlorophylls, right? Those are your greens, right? Carmines are another type of red. 
right? And then you start getting into, I guess, the chemistry of these different colors and, and how they work together. And when you start getting into how these pigments work together, that is that is kind of like, what are they, where, where are they going with that? I guess, where's the best place? That's like quantum biology. That's quantum biology where, you know, you where they talk about like and the, the best way they do it is with a leaf. You know what I'm saying? But you have to translate that into human or animal biochemistry. They deal with it mostly in depth in plants and they show how the yellows, the reds, the blues. There's an electron transfer between these pigments as well as. I'll leave it there. There's electron transfer. And in the plant kingdom, green functions at the highest level and all the other pigments are secondary or tertiary, where in animals and people, uh, melanin and neuromelanin have the premier slot. And then, you know, the yellows, blues, et cetera, et cetera, all the other pigments function in a secondary or tertiary nature this is the reason why in your skin you have melanin but you also have what you also have melanopsin and rhodopsin right melanopsin and rhodopsin well melanopsin is all throughout the body in different places but rhodopsin we know of as rods in the eye right the rods are actually a type of pigment called rhodopsin Right. So how are you replacing all these different pigments if they don't exist in your nutrition? Like, let's just cut to the chase. I can keep naming pigments and going deeper into the science, but you should get it by now. All these pigments in your body need to be replaced daily. If they're not in your diet, you will not have the raw material to replace these things. Right. And who is the the. Who is the malnutrition of these pigments going to affect mostly? It's easy. That's an easy question. It's going to affect the people that need the greatest amount of pigment replacement daily, right? So this is why there are certain things specific to black folks we have to deal with. And so... I'm not saying throw juice in the way. I still I still love juicing, but I'm just saying make sure you get your pigment and your fiber in. You go on a juice fast, make sure that, you know, for every two or three juices you have, you also have at least a, one smoothie, right? Where you can utilize all of the pulp from the different juices or some of the pulp from the different stuff that you're juicing in your uh, smoothie. Right. So I would suggest like being meticulous with it. Right. When you juicing, don't like just get all the pulp together and put it in a Ziploc bag, but do them in separate Ziploc bags. Right. So you'll have celery pulps and this one, and that one and kale pulps or whatever the case, however, you whatever you juice it, you'll have them individually in separate bags so you can 
by taste and by need, put them together in your smoothie. And then if you want to make some some fly desserts, you could do that. You know, like I haven't done my vegan um, cheesecakes in a while. But. Um, so you can set up by need, color and taste. Which um, which ones you want. need color and taste which ones you need and want right and so obviously if you are dealing with let's say um diabetes right then you have to make a insane effort to consume high amounts of vitamin a every day um if you're dealing with um I can't even generalize cancer because cancer is such a group of moving parts. Um, but yeah, case by case basis, you know what I'm saying? You want to get everything in daily, but depending on what you're dealing with specifically, you might want to tailor the nutrients and it makes it easier to do that when you have separate little baggies. When I used to do my vegan cheesecakes, we used to blend up the pulp from the juicing and make a topping for the cheesecake just to you know have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not the tofu. You know what I'm saying? Cheesecake. Because there's people out there doing the soy tofu vegan cheesecake. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fat cheesecake. You know what I'm saying? Um, where you pretty much like lemons, nuts, you know what I'm saying, is, is the main basis for the cheesecake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you could go crazy. You know, your, your, your base is going to be like nuts and... and um, What's those big sweet things? Dates, nuts and dates for the base, you know, nuts and lemons with some, you know, a little, well, I can't tell you secret ingredients, but some nuts and lemons for the, the, the main base of the pie. And then you do whatever you want for the topping. Come on now. Now you, now you, now you revealing secrets in the chat room. Yo, I, yo, that right there, I'm just flashed that one time. If you see, if you ain't see it, you ain't see it. But that right there is deliciousness. Coconut mana, but that shit is expensive. And eventually you're going to start eating it out of the jar like an animal and ODing. So I don't know if I suggest anybody to start ordering that coconut mana, but shit. Yeah, that, that coconut mana gets, it gets crazy. That gets crazy. Yeah, and oh, I haven't think I haven't thought of using that for like oh, that could be crazy to do some like a vegan cheesecake with the coconut mana. Mm. Yeah, see, this nigga's interrupting our video. We, I'm getting ready to ban your ass if you if you say one more delicious if you put one more delicious idea in that. <laughs> Ah, this nigga fucking ass out with the delicious shit. I'm dead. I'm dead. Nah, Amazon is good with all pricing, but coconut mine is still expensive. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to remember, 
certain things, it's not the price of buying it one time. It's the price associated with the frequency of how fast you consume it. Right. So when I first got into the coconut mana, this is years back when I used to be down in in, in Florida a lot in Miami with Jimmy and um, damn, what's the sister's name? Shout out to her. Hold on. Chill, we're not going to move past Fatima, Sister Fatima. Right. Always have to give praise to Sister Fatima, her family um, and Jimmy, and his family. You know, they used to have me in Miami. You know, there's a window when I was in Miami more than I was up north. Um, but after that, you know, they had turned me out on coconuts and eating coconuts and all the different variations of. So when I seen the coconut mine, I just jumped on it just to try it. And that was a bad idea. Because remember, it's very it's healthy, but it's a high fat food. You know what I'm saying? So you you're damn near getting into some keto shit without even knowing, you know, you got to be careful with them things. You got to be careful with them things. Yeah, man, this is where it gets crazy. Where the cookbook? Yo, you know what? I'm going to let the cookbook is coming soon now. I'm going to tell you the cookbook is coming soon because Makai is on deck. Makai is on deck. And if y'all see that, Makaya got a body like somebody drew it. <laughs> She's 38 years old. And she was raised vegan, vegetarian from start. So she don't. Yeah. So she's naturally just good with cooking all kinds of vegan, delicious shit. Because she's, you know, never exposed to anything else. So definitely the cookbook is coming. Yeah, because that's something that I don't have to do now. Like I can just help her to do it, you know what I'm saying? And sprinkle in a few of my recipes, make it seem like I know how to do a little something. Yeah, I'll collab with anybody. In fact, if you read my books, you'll notice that I try to collab with somebody on like I try to collab with some of you, not somebody, some of you on every book. In fact, Amber right now is in the chat, right? Amber's in the chat. Amber's in one of my books, you know, um, who else is in this chat? That's probably in one of the books. Like, let me see who else is in here. No, but it's easy. I, I try to collab with everybody. All of the people that support me, I support you guys. So we could just get it in. You could just text me, 586-298-5000. We get it in. I got book four coming out, the gold book. The gold book, I have a collaboration or I've got some material in that book coming from Brother Tar Nupu, right? Very deep brother. Um, he's got some insight that's, you know, some some information that's insane. So he'll, his, his stuff will be featured in book four. Um, if you folks want to start sending me stuff for the cookbook or whatever, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Write up a few paragraphs, few pages. I don't care how long or short your contribution is. Send it, run it up. You know what I'm saying? I make sure, you know, your name goes with whatever recipes, whatever. This is community. When you on this, when you over here, this is actually community. 
that's how I run this platform. This is community. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's cool. I could put out books forever, but I, I try to keep grabbing the audience and, and making sure folks' voices are heard through what it is that we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so hopefully we got this. Hopefully we got this on the, on the pigments, right? So we're not throwing the pigments in the trash so that we can only get, you know, like the water, <laughs> the minerals and, you know, like it's, no, you're, you're getting rid of a lot of the nutrition when you juice, right? A lot of the nutrition that you need when you juice. So you want to have a blend, juicing, smoothies, juices, smoothies, right? Um, breast cancer. Um, breast cancer. Doctors know that breast cancer occurs when some breast cells begin to grow abnormally. What has to happen in order for a cell to grow abnormally? Right? Something between the DNA and the RNA that we keep talking about. Yeah. This is going to come down to nucleotides and we keep coming back to this information. But anyway, let's see what, what you know, what the folks saying. These cells divide more rapidly than okay, so we, we get this. Let's 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 go a little. What else we got? Breast cancer disease in which cells in the breast grow out of control. There's all kinds of breast cancer. What do you guys got? No. Invasive ductal carcinoma, invasive lobular carcinoma. These are not really different types of cancers. This is doctors observing the behavior of the cancers and then labeling the cancers by the behavior they're able to observe. But it's not necessarily a difference in the actual mechanism of the cancer. Right, just for clarity. Wow. And that's it. That is a hell of a short list. <laughs> that is a hell of a short list. The Centers for Disease Control and Pre Prevention. Wow. This is why people are in trouble out there. Because when you go to the official sources, it's not really that much there. Right? Um... Triple negative breast cancer is a kind of breast cancer that does not have any of the receptors that are commonly found in breast cancer. Think of cancer cells as a house. The front door may have three kinds of locks called receptors. One is for the female hormone estrogen. One is for the female hormone progesterone. One is a protein called human epidermal growth factor. Or, right, we can look up HER2, right? If your cancer has any of these three locks, doctors 
have a few keys they can use to help destroy the cancer cells. But if you have triple negative breast cancer, it means those three locks aren't there. So doctors have fewer keys for treatment. Fortunately, chemotherapy is still an effective option. Often patients first need to have the lump removed or the entire breast removed, right? So that's the difference between a lumpectomy and a mastectomy. Then they have chemotherapy treatments to target any cancer cells that they can't see. Cells remaining in the breast or that may have spread into other parts of the body. Sometimes doctors recommend chemotherapy before surgery to shrink the cancer. With lumpectomy, a surgeon removes the lump from your breast. He or she also removes nearby lymph nodes to see if the cancer has spread. The surgery takes an hour or two. Most women spend the day at the hospital and usually do not need to stay overnight. Okay. So um, if you talk to your doctor, you know, and you're in this type of situation, the question that you're going to want to have So when you remove your lymph nodes, you got to know that the lymph nodes. So here's the thing. This is where knowing your body helps you in these situations, right? Because if you don't know your body parts or what they do, somebody telling you you're getting ready to go through a procedure, you don't really ask much questions. But if you know that your lymph nodes are there to keep the, the tissues clean and healthy, you need to ask, hey, if you remove my lymph nodes, how then, after we get all the cancer out, how will I be able to keep my tissues cancer-free if you've already removed the lymph nodes that actually are there to do that job? And then wait for the answer. Right? Now, obviously, if the cancer spread there, you, you need to remove them. But, you know, sometimes that's not the case. So you just want to check with your doctor and see what your options are. Um, for mastectomy, the surgeon removes the breast and nearby lymph nodes to see if the cancer has spread. Right. Some women choose to have breast reconstruction during the same surgery. Right. Radiation. Lumpectomies are usually followed by radiation therapy. This is where high energy radiation is given to your breast to kill any remaining cancer cells. It usually takes about 20 minutes a day. Most women go in for five, four to five days a week for about six weeks. You'll see a radiation doctor to have this done. Okay. All right. So we kind of got uh, uh, the rough gist of where we're going here, right? Now, I want us to look at something slightly uh, different, right? This is another, this is another take, right? And if you're new to these conversations, you, you may not know anything about this, right? So back in 1937, you may not notice, but back in 1937, they discovered 
the cause of breast cancer. Just be waiting to hear the haters sometime. I didn't say I. I wasn't even alive in 1937. But they discovered what they thought was the cause of breast cancer, and it was mouse mammary tumor virus. And yes, it is exactly what you think it is. It is exactly what you think it is. And that has nothing to do with the BRCA1 gene or the BRCA2 gene. In fact, that is the elephant in the room in terms of why the statistics number-wise, percentage-wise, don't line up with the BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene, right? And it's looking like, as we get more research, the BRCA1, the BRCA2 genes are kind of like epigenetic markers that happen post-cancer, and they can be translated you know, downward in the DNA, but don't necessarily mean that the person will get breast cancer. It just means that somewhere in the bloodline, someone else had it. And so now your body has a database on it. So these little things kind of let you know what's in the hard drive, right? But let's dig a little deeper in. Because I don't want y'all to go crazy with this. Like, so let's look at this. Um, I think this is pretty current, right? It's 2011. In the world of science, a 12-year-old paper is still, still halfway respectable, right? This is the National Library of Medicine. So this is not, you know, made up gobbledygook. Right? And what is it saying? Let's go through some of this. What we got here? Breast cancer is a complex disease that arises from the interactions of genetic predisposition with environmental, hormonal, and lifestyle factors, right? Now, earlier on, um, one of my students turned contemporaries, because I, I can't really respectfully call these guys students. These guys are animals now, right? Um, but Kelvin's going into endocrinology, right? So he would definitely be dealing with cancers. He would be on the front line of the cancer battle because he would be dealing with this, right? He'll be dealing with the hormonal aspect, right? Just, just based on what his specialty is. Now, the hormones are largely based on lifestyle factors and environmental factors your body takes in the environmental factors and the lifestyle um keys and cues and then turns those into hormones for cellular instruction so that your cells know how to best perform in the environment and be able to accomplish what you do from a day-to-day -day safely without your body you know breaking down 
right? So all of these things come together, right? But just trying to make it as plain as possible for you. Anyway, despite growing appreciation of the molecular pathways underlying breast carcinogenesis and the heterogeneity of the disease, most patients with sporadic breast cancer lack clear etiologic risk factors, meaning they don't know how people got the cancer. That's what that means. Most patients with sporadic breast cancer, that means breast cancer that popped up out of nowhere. Because more people get breast cancer um, every day that have no BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene. And so that's tough to explain if everybody is saying that the BRCA1 and BRCA2 gene is what is the marker to let you know whether you're going to get breast cancer or not. You then have to ask yourself, okay, if it's caused by the BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene, how do all these women that don't have the BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene get breast cancer? And now they're going to pass that down to their children, blah, 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 blah. And their children and their children's children will have a BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene when they didn't. But they got breast cancer. And now their children who may not get breast cancer will have a BRCA1 or BRCA2. Like it just, you got to get into the you know information, right? So anyway, although the process of breast cancer carcinogenesis is histologically recognized as a spectrum of disorders, including normal human breast epithelium, hyperplasia, atypia, carcinoma in situ, and invasive and metastatic carcinomas, right? So invasive is, you know, it's kind of a misnomer, but it's, it's really deep in the tissues. And metastatic, because if it gets too deep into the tissue, it gets hard to cut out or hard to zap, right? So that's what invasive is. And usually that only happens with metastasis or metastatic carcinomas, right? Where the cancers become mobile and start moving around, spreading throughout the body, right? Um, the contribution of virus infection to initiation and promotion of mammary carcinogenesis remains uncertain, right? So here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. We put this little chart in the book too, in the, in the medical papyrus. So I don't know if people have it or not. But we put a little chart in there just so that people would know there is documentation from viral infection to cancer. So it's not always, a, I don't know, right? Um, herpes number four or EBV. You might've heard of EBV. EBV is herpes. Epstein-Barr virus, that's a form of herpes, right? EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, that's a form of herpes. Um, if unchecked, that can cause lymphoma, right? They learned about that in 1964. Um, hepatitis B, hepatitis can cause liver or, um, yeah, liver cancer, right? We'll just leave it simple there. They knew that in 1960. HTLV1 causes lymphoma. They knew that in 1980. HPV 16 and 18 cause cervical cancer. They learned that in 1984. 
Carpazi sarcoma or herpes number eight, right? So when you see AIDS people, right? This is kind of not to make it exclusively to people with AIDS or HIV, but this was the scariest part of it because when people saw people with HIV and AIDS back in the eighties and nineties, when it first popped, it was all these little like sores and stuff like on the person's face that made them like look like, oh my God, I don't want to get that disease because whatever, right? But that actually wasn't a part of the HIV. That was something coupled with it, which is the uh, which is the herpes virus, right? But herpes number eight. So you people at home are told that herpes is, is just herpes number one and herpes number two, right? So you get genital herpes or you get cold sores and that's it. Most of you don't know that herpes is everywhere and you cannot be a human without being exposed to herpes, period, right? You're going to get chicken pox, which is herpes, or you're going to get shingles when you get older, or you're going to get exposed to it sooner or later. Um, you just have to make sure that your immune system is... <sighs> Human mammary tumor virus in 1937. Right. 1937, they learned that it could cause breast cancer. Merkel cell polyomavirus causes Merkel cell carcinoma. Right. They learned about that in 2008. Right. And there's more. There's more. But this is just enough so that you know for your own research that there is a link between viral infections and cancer. And the reason is, remember, a virus is foreign DNA. Viruses that are able to bury themselves in your body will eventually become what are called transposons, right? These are foreign viral uh, strands of DNA that over time has interwoven themselves into your genetic code, right? That may be a little bit too much for people, but the bottom line is they have, they, they documented this relationship, right? So anyway, let's go back to our article here. Mouse mammary tumor virus was first linked to human breast cancer 50 years ago. Today, however, the hypothesis that mouse mammary tumor virus is etiologically linked to human breast cancer holds little traction with virologists or clinicians for reasons that will be summarized later. Nevertheless, a few groups have preserved with study of the MMTV hypothesis as a human pathogen associated with breast cancer. In this issue of the American Journal of Pathology, Mazanti and colleagues sought evidence of mammary tumor infection in carefully selected human breast tissues ranging from normal benign epithelial elements through pre-invasive and invasive carcinomas. With use of laser microdissection and appropriate techniques to address the risk of contamination and false positive signals, the team reported detection of nucleic acid sequences resembling MMTV in human pre-invasive lesions by means of both fluorescent nested PCR and chromogenic in-situ hybridization. Man, that was a hell of a lot of big words, right? So let's rewind it back and just highlight a few important pieces, right? I told y'all 
the nucleotides are going to be in the building, correct? That's nucleic acid. That's what they're talking about right there. Just in case you want to, yeah, that's that's where your nucleotides are. Now look at this one. All right, actually, we will leave that out of this. But anyway, here's your nucleotides in the mix. Right now, when they studied the tumor samples from ductal carcinoma in situ, demonstrated the highest viral load and frequency of sequences resembling MMTV. 80%. Okay, 80%. And this is how the studies originated back in the 30s. Because when they take out the breast cancer, you know, the tumors and all that kind of stuff, the lumps, right? They examine it to see what it's made of. And they notice that 60, 70, 80% of that stuff had genetic material somehow from mice, rats, rodents, mice, rats, and rodents, you know? So some people feel like, some people feel like the research that came along in later decades that kind of pushed that information to the background was based on lobbying right because the meat industry um is very powerful now i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i'm not taking it off the table either i'm neutral on it i just want to present you with all the information let you do whatever you're going to do with it right but um let's do this really quick All right, let's take a look at this real quick and we'll come back to the other thing. Bugs, rodent, hair, and poop. How much is legally allowed in the food you eat every day? Now, this is from CNN. So this is not from Dr. Inky. And this is, I want to say this is pretty up to date. This is a very interesting time. We'll leave that alone. If you know, you know. It's a very interesting time period. Or infamous. Right. But let's take a look. Shocking fifth legally allowed in your food. One of 15. What is that? Uh, shocking fifth legally allowed in your food. Did you know there can be 450 insect parts and nine rodent hairs in every 16 ounce box of spaghetti? There's no way to get rid of all the creatures that might hitch a ride along the food processing chain. But the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has set some food detect standards to keep them to a minimum. Right. So. I was in Philadelphia working with some sisters out there. Um, shout out to Mama Koswa. Maybe she, may she rest in greatness. Right. Um, Mama Kosawa was a, uh, a pioneer, a genius. She had the largest black hair festival and expo in America 
You know what I'm saying? Like she was, she was, she was nuts with it. She was one of the goats. Right. Um, what is this? Nah, we ain't signing up for nothing, man. What y'all doing? What y'all doing? We ain't signing up. We try to make me sign up for something. All right. So, but when I said this back then, all hell broke loose because, you know, immediately, especially black women, black women got a thing in their mind about you thinking they dirty. So <laughs> I had to stop all the science talk. We had to have a whole big thing about hold up, you know, because they, you know, they was getting, you know, Philly's a hard place. So they, the sisters out there, like, hold up, is this nigga trying to, is this thing, is he trying to say I got rats advice in my house? Because hold up, I ain't been, hold on, hold on, sis, calm down. Nobody's making any accusations. Just telling you where the science went. And if you allow me some patience, we can work through the information and see where the science is today. But it's very important when you're doing your research at home on different things to try your best to start at the beginning of whatever the research is and work your way up to the most current understanding. That will give you the most context of where the information is currently. All right, so don't just panic, hit the web and look at the first thing. You want to know where the information started. You want to get it all and kind of, right? So this was a part of that information, you know. And, you know, I'll let you guys be the judge of whether you think consuming so much DNA and RNA from animals and insects can, you know, you know, add up and cause something or whatever the case may be. So anyway. Many of your favorite foods contain bits and pieces of creatures that you probably didn't know were there. You have rodent dung in your coffee, maggots in your pizza sauce, mold in the jelly on your toast. Chocolate lovers, that delicious bar you devoured might contain 30 or more insect parts and a sprinkling of rodent hair. These are called food defects. These dismembered creatures and their excrement, right? Their feces, their poop, their doo-doo are the unfortunate byproduct of growing and harvesting food. It is economically impractical to grow, harvest, or process world products that are totally free of non-hazardous, naturally occurring, unavoidable defects, says the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. So while there's no way to get rid of all the creatures that might hitch a ride along the food processing chain, the FDA has established standards to keep food defects to a minimum. So let's go through a typical day of meals, right? The coffee beans you grinded for breakfast are allowed by the FDA to have an average of 10 milligrams or more of animal poop per pound. Bruh, bruh, listen, this is just what it is, man. I, I see we're gonna have to bring Zip in. It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, you heard? Why? We're gonna have to bring Zip in, man, because it's, it's gonna get crazy. 
right? So 10 milligrams of poop per pound. And it says animal poop, but we know it's not exactly animals that are crawling around in these factories. We know what's who's crawling around in these factories. Rodents, mice and rats, right? As much as 4% to 6% of beans by count are also allowed to be insect infested or just plain old moldy. Hold on. What is going on? There we go. So this is what I just read right here, just in case you missed it. As you sprinkle black pepper on your morning eggs, try not to think about the fact that you may be eating more than 40 insect fragments with every teaspoon, along with a smidgen of, you guessed it, rodent hair, right? So if you drink coffee, eat black pepper, you see how you can get some rodent DNA in your body on a daily basis, you know? Right. And y'all thought, see, this is the problem. You niggas at home thought Kevin Gates was the issue. When he said eat the booty, eating the booty like groceries. <laughs> hey, you niggas, hold on. Y'all thought Kevin Gates was the problem. He said he was eating the booty like groceries. Nah, I, you, hey, listen. You have a lady. And you and your lady is having grown folks activities. There may be less little creepy crawly creatures eating that boy. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, depending on what type of groceries you got there. I mean, you may be eating a lot of different booties already anyway. <laughs> It ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun, you heard? We definitely on camera, ladies. And why why would she pop up at the eating booty park? Get your butt out of here. What you what is happening? No, I, I just was having lunch with my friend. And um I I wasn't like I didn't know I was gonna be like there that quick. Mm. <laughs> Get your butt out of here, lady. But that's so this fool can get crazy. Okay, so where, where we at? We getting some rodent hair in the black pepper, you know, on the eggs now. If you have fruit for breakfast. Common fruit flies can catch a ride anywhere from field to harvest to grocery store, getting trapped by processes of freezing in the refrigerator, delivery trucks, and ending up in your home. Let's say you pack peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for every lunch. Woo! PB&Js. Come on now. Some of you right now are making PBJs for your children's Listen, we're a lot like 10 people dropped off the stream. Soon as we start talking about the black peppers and the eggs 
in the road in here. Okay, this is why people are at. This is why this is happening. People don't have this information, and they don't want to hear about it. Right? They don't want to see eggs as chicken. Period. That's what it is, though. It's chicken. Period. I'm not saying not to have none or whatever, you know, because in some situations, eggs are a really good source of protein for folks. It doesn't mean it's not what it is, though. All right. So I'm just saying there's a nasty side to some of the stuff that we're eating. And we don't really want to know that part when we're trying to enjoy our food. Problem is that uneducated enjoyment can lead to other issues. Right. So anyway. Peanut butter is one of the most controlled foods in the FDA list. An average of one or more rodent hairs and 30 or so insect fragments are allowed for every 100 grams, which is 3.5 ounces. Right. And that's pretty much, you know, maybe two PBJs. Right. So two PBJs sandwiches. You, you, you know, you're allowed to have some rodent hair and some insect body parts in there, right? The typical serving size for peanut butter is two tablespoons, unless you slather. That means each tablespoon of peanut butter sandwich would have about eight insects fragments and a teensy beanie bit of rodent filth, right? Unfortunately, jelly and jam are not as controlled. Apple butter can contain an average of four more rodent hairs for every 3.5 ounces. And about five whole insects grounded up in that jelly. Oh, and that isn't counting the unknown number of teensy mites, aphids, and thrips. Apple butter can also contain up to 12% mold, which is better than cherry jam, which can be 30% moldy, or black currant jam, which can be up to 75% moldy. Snacks for your kids. Golden raisins are allowed to have 35 fruit fly eggs as well as 10 or more whole insects for every eight ounces. Kid-sized containers of raisins are an ounce each. That's more than four eggs and a whole insect in each box. Think about that. And I know for a fact some of y'all get them little raisin boxes to your kids. So you think about that. You know, just forget about the raisin for a second because I go get deep on resveratrol and all kind of other shit. Think about you giving them four. Think about you giving them four insect eggs. What, what is this? Fruit fly eggs and insects to eat like. Tomato juice. Four maggots and 20 or more fruit flies. If you're having a fruit cocktail, be aware that the canned citrus juices that many bars use can legally have five or more fruit fly eggs and other fly eggs per cup. Or that cup of juice can contain one or more maggots. Apricot, peach, and pear nectars are allowed to contain up to 12% mold. The possibilities are endless. Did you know there could be 450 insects parts and nine rodent hairs in every 16-ounce box of spaghetti? Canned tomato paste and sauces like pizza sauce are a bit less contaminated than the tomato juice in your cocktail. The FDA only allows two maggots in a 16-ounce can. Adding mushrooms to your spaghetti sauce. For every four-ounce can of mushrooms, there can be 20 or more maggots of any size. Wow. 
So in order to eat canned mushrooms, say less. That's crazy. The canned sweet corn is allowed to have two or more larvae of the corn earworm. What? <laughs> Yo, all right. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Okay, let's so we let's leave this alone. This is getting crazier and crazier, bro. Right? This is getting crazier and crazier. We're gonna leave this alone, right? It's getting more gross. People are ready to right. It's getting nasty. It's getting nasty out here. I know. It's getting nasty out here. It's getting crazy. So we're gonna move on. So I just wanted to put that up there because, you know, like I said, in Philly many moons ago, when I was out there doing the, the hair festivals and all that with Dr. Africa and um, who else was out there with us every year? <sighs> Goofy ass Ali was out there with us. That was pretty much the trio that was holding it down on a regular, you know what I'm saying? The homegrown. Then we would have people come in and out. You know, abundance was always there with us, but abundance due to food more than the health part per se, if that makes sense. Um, I don't want to leave nobody out. But yeah, that, that was pretty much, the, we the, we were the heavyweights that were there. I mean, sometimes you had people stop through, but... Yeah, me, Africa, and Captain Goofy. Goofy Muhammad. Fraud Muhammad. That's what we call him. Fraud Muhammad was out there. Um, Man. <laughs> Yo, I bet Mike said, hold up, man. I'm about to just, man, I'm about to just have some blue magic just because. So this is the reason why. Listen. In real time, this is the reason why you have to stay on the herbs and all that. Because a lot of people don't understand, like I'm saying, the detox kit is designed for you to do 21 days out of every month. You got to understand there's no kind of, you. there's no matter what diet, you don't have the, our ancestors, the invention of herbs and spices was so that the medicinal herbs would always be a part of our food. Because you always have to have these herbs circulating in your system every day. It's not like you take them one time and then somehow you're like an herb works forever. Like it doesn't go that way. It works till it's digested and it's out of your system, you know, and then it's, you need it again. You know, it's like water soluble vitamins. You need multiple times a day. So it's not, oh, I took a B vitamin this morning. All right, cool. Did you get stressed out? Because the moment you get stressed out, that feeling in your stomach means that all of your B vitamins are gone. Your homocysteine levels is up. Your cortisol levels is up. And guess what? You need more B vitamins. If you have a stressful job, you need to have a bottle of B vitamins in your back pocket. nigga. You might need to take B vitamins every two, three hours. Right? This is where the scam comes in when you have these guys that are selling you um, herbs for $1,000 kits and $2,000 kits and all kinds of foolishness. This is why so many people is mad at the Blue Magic, right? Because we took all of Dr. Sabi's herbs that these guys are charging you $1,000, $2,000 a kit for, 
and made it possible for you to get all those herbs in your system less than a hundred dollars. That is destroying their minds. They cannot figure out how I did it or why I did it. And they're just saying, Inky's a hater and he fucking up niggas money. And you goofy niggas that are spending your money are going along with that narrative. Where you don't realize the reason they're angry with me is because I'm making it easier for you. To you supposed to be like, no, Inky is pro-consumer. Yeah, Inky's with us. And I am. I got mad babies. I got a ball on a budget. I got to count my kitchen. What groceries go in, how fast they come out, how much I spend. Like, So because I do that in my household, I can't turn around and sell you a $1,000 herb kit. Because I know that real men don't take herb kits by themselves while they wife, they kids, they dog, they cat eat bullshit. Right. So if you're getting an herb kit for you, ma'am, if you're getting an herb kit for yourself, sir. You got to be able to share that with everybody in your house. Your family is only as strong as the weakest link. Trying to make it easy to ball on the budget. But anyway. All kinds of creepy stuff can get into your body just from eating regular stuff. And we're not going to stop eating everything. So you have to make sure you do the opposite. Right. <clears throat> so the new guys, right? So basically, in summary, we're going to summarize this so that you catch back up. You catch back up. I know I did a lot of talking. But basically, summarizing this, 1937, they discovered the relationship of mouse DNA, RNA, and human breast cancer. Over the following decades, it was debunked to some extent. Now, in that debunking process, you had a couple different camps come out of that. Some people co-sign the debunking. Some people say that those were paid, you know, that grant money and those were, you know, that's a lobbyist thing for the meat industry, blah, blah, blah. You know, the food industry so they could hide the fact that everybody that eats from the supermarket is getting, you know, large quantities of rodent DNA and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, then you have another school of thought where they're saying, hey, maybe been some faulty research, but we go back and we have newer, up-to-date research, blah, blah, blah. So I just want you guys to be, you know, ahead of what all the current... <laughs> Hold up. And he said his baby getting a spoonful, too. Eddie said his baby getting a spoonful too. So it's up, right? It's up, right? So these guys, they did the new test, right? They did new up-to-date test. And what they found was still the same. 80% frequency rate. So now to open the dialogue they have kind of softened their stance even though the numbers you know say that they didn't have to but they're saying that it is uh not mouse memory tumor viruses but some sort of unknown virus right that is similar to mouse memory tumor virus 
right? So they 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 taking a softer stance to hopefully include more people to help with the research, right? If that makes any sense. To contextualize these findings, it is necessary to address the history of MMT. Okay, we're not going to read this whole thing. We're not going to read this whole thing, right? Because this is kind of an introductory to a conversation. If people want more, you know, we'll we'll do some more classes and conversations on it. Take it deeper. Um, here's the article. So if you guys want to find it, it's right here. You know, mouse memory tumor virus in human breast cancer. Easy peasy, one, two, three, easy. You can pull this up, add this to your research. Right? In Race Hustlers Volume 1, we talk about the things you need to do exactly and specific nutrition, you know, how to regulate or best regulate genetic expression. Right? And we kind of keep that up throughout the next two books, which is the Urban Biochemist Guidebook, right? You probably want to get that. Yo, you got to, man, we've been, I've been talking my behind off for two hours. Look, what you got to do is, so unsubscribe and then resubscribe because they be messing up like they be trying to like mess up my notifications and all that kind of stuff so if you unsubscribe and then resubscribe sometimes that helps to get the notification please don't start please don't start. <laughs> right oh don't don't do it man we're gonna yeah we ain't gonna do that today right but um so I did want to just shed some light on that, you know, and I'm sure that this conversation that we had today on breast cancer doesn't really provide any answers. Instead, I'm sure that what we provided here today probably creates more questions than answers, but questions are the answers to um, which direction you should go in with your personal research. That's that's how you know where you need more information, because there are some people that have been trying to figure out what they need to do and just get a deeper understanding of breast cancer for a long time. And they have never heard of this shit here. They're going to be like. Mind blown. But remember, it's not coming from me. This is from the National Institute of Medicine, the, you know, the CDC and blah, blah, blah. We're just reading through the information that's that's there right definitely i need y'all to hit that like button it ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun you heard so um what else did i want to say on breast cancer mm. Ask your doctors, or if you got loved ones dealing with it, before they have their lymph nodes removed, have them ask questions. You know, do they really have to have the lymph nodes removed? Um, 
you know, has their their cancer started to move around? Is it metastasized? Like, is it is it mobile? Right, because if it's not mobile, there are chances that you know your lymph nodes don't need to be removed. Right, and that's largely, you know, I'm not somebody that's anti-surgery or anti-medicine. I just think that everything has a place. So I think that post-surgery, post-chemotherapy, um, people are more successful with as much of their body intact as possible, right? And as much of their actual body intact as possible, getting as little removed or damaged in the process of fighting the cancer, you know, that that's going to be important. That's going to be important. Um, all facts right so again with the juicing though let's just make sure that instead of going on 100 percent juice fasts like we incorporate uh some some other way to get daily fiber in because the daily fiber is not only what your prebiotic what your prebiotics consist of but your probiotics need right it's not only for probiotics your fiber controls your hydration levels. So a lot of you that are dehydrated are not getting enough fiber in. Um, it's not about drinking more water. It's about absorbing more water. There's a difference. You know, um, a lot of your water is coming out in urine or feces because your body's not holding it because you don't have the fiber. Um, your body's ability to slowly metabolize sugars. Right. Even complex carbohydrates are only complex because of the amount of fiber. So when you're eating low fiber foods, but you take the, the, the herbal capsules from our website, those herbal capsules actually change the way your food is digested. So I'm not going to tell you like Jew Pukram that you can turn pork into kale. Yes. Jewel Pukram is on the record saying that you can turn pork into kale by playing specific music. I kid you not. See, this is how I wind up, you know, these people be mad with me, you know, because they don't hear me praise them. You know, Jewel Pukram is not going to hear me say that for years. My children, like Tony and Amber, my older set of children, the girls, oh, pfft. I was force feeding them Jew Pilgrim videos. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, this is this is Jew Pilgrim. This is this is what it's supposed to look like. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a lady. That's when she had the wild suits on and she was just fresh out of the medical industry, busting everything up. Then she got married and started doing tours with Delbert Blair. And the more she hung out with Delbert Blair, the less scientific her information got and the more fanciful it got to the point where she said she had a, a uh, binary audio machine to make specific sound frequencies and that these sound frequencies were powerful enough that they could literally change pork in your stomach into kale. 
And the reason why she said that is because she threw a boat trip. And on the boat trip, women that had went on the boat trip for health purposes were appalled. They even asked for their money back, refunds, because they was out there and they saw a Jew out there eating pork. And they like, yo, what the hell is going on? Jew, pookum, eating pork, what the? And then she came back and her response to them at a lecture, because she was doing a lecture somewhere, it might have been New York, and a couple of the sisters happened to be sitting in the audience. They was like, man, listen, you know, we saw you eating pork, blah, 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 blah. And her response was not, that wasn't me, or I didn't do it, or whatever. She didn't lie. She stepped into it. She said, yeah, of course I did, because I have the technology with my binaural sound machine. You know, I can make this music, and it's going to transform the pork into kale right in my stomach. You know. You know what happened when Dr. Inky got a hold of that there. there ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, you heard? Yeah. It was just as bad as Phil Valentine teaching that cocaine and crack, when you snort it up your nose, can turn into or does turn into DMT. And that DMT is the spirit molecule that allows your pineal gland to access spirituality. This is what I'm telling you. This is the shit these niggas is teaching on these pages. Y'all don't believe me when I say these things because you guys have personality worship. So y'all running around saying, Baba Phil. You know, shit like, who's Baba Phil? Baba Phil would never. The moment you say Baba Phil, I just be wanting to just Baba my ass. Okay? These are titles that are earned. You don't just get to be a Baba or an elder because you're an old nigga. Come on now. You don't just get to be a Baba or an elder because you're an old nigga. Okay, it could be crack. But you know about what a sigil is. You know what a sigil is. Well, you have become a sigil. You become a sigil for this, this world that the computer is building. And you are the ones that's teaching the computer what a human is. And that's the reason why they are they, they put that cocaine in there. Because the M-dimethyltryptamine, when you snort that up, it kicks in the M-dimethyltryptamine. And your body has the strongest psychotropic, I don't care if it's cocaine, it could be, it could be crack, cocaine, it could be crack, all of that. Your body has the highest and most purest and the strongest form of get high mm. that mm. can be created. It ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun, you heard? That just happened. <laughs> Listen, that just happened. So I don't want you to leave here and think that you didn't also just witness that. Now, again, when you witness things like that, you have to throw away all of the teachings, right? You got to throw away all of the teachings. The moment your health slash spiritual teacher 
is teaching that the way to the maximum highest degree of spirituality happens when you snort coke or you know hey i don't it could be crack it could you know you snort it up your nose it's going to turn into dmt and that's going to activate that pineal gland you know and the chakra system and the kundalini is just going to start exploding what you niggas should be i should be getting a million dollars worth of cash apps i am the lone voice out here protecting children if these niggas aren't trying to rape the kids they're trying to hook your kids on cocaine and crack again. And these are the niggas you niggas think are good. These are the platforms you niggas are subscribed to. This is the, the group that your health guy, you, oh, Inky, oh, you know, Brother Yaki said, Brother Yaki is an ex-crackhead. That's why he's welcome with Brother Rich and these guys. Because these guys believe that coke and crack, cocaine, snorting up the nose opens up a spiritual experience. And you niggas are taking advice from niggas that think that the highest level of spiritual experience comes from cracking cocaine conversion into DMT. You niggas are sadly confused at home. It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, you heard? Cocaine, it could be crack. You know about what a sigil is. You know what a sigil is. Well, you have become a sigil. You become a sigil for this, this world that the computer is building. And you are the ones that's teaching the computer what a human is. And that's the reason why they are, they, they put that cocaine in there. Because the M-dimethyltryptamine, when you snort that up, it kicks in the M-dimethyltryptamine. And your body has the strongest psychotropic, I don't care if it's cocaine, it could be, it could be crack, cocaine, it could be crack, all of that. Your body has the highest and most purest and the strongest form of get high mm. that mm. can be created. Your brain does that. Right. Okay, and that's what they don't want you to tap into. The first eye is where that the, the fuel that opens it up is the dimethyl trip, the end dimethyl trip to me. And when you it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, you heard? This is it. We get to change the world right now, right in this moment. We get to change the world. We get to show the world that we could go gold, we could go platinum with knowledge, information, saving lives. We get to show the world that we can do well by doing right. We get to show the world that we can get rich raising our children. This is a backup from what I did last week with Minister Stinky Inky. I wouldn't be even thinking about this shit if you wouldn't have brought my name up and, and tried to drag me into this. And so um, now I got to share. I've got cancer.
Myron. Nobody read no nasty books, man. You scared the hell out of me. What you talking about, man? Well, I ain't did that in about two weeks. You, you called yesterday two weeks? What you read? What you read? Dr. Inky, I went on Amazon and got three Dr. Inky books because I'm reading about melatonin and bioxymetry. What is, Myron, that's not even a, first of all, it's not melatonin and whatever it is that you just said. It's melanin and biochemistry. You can't even pronounce the word, so how you reading? How you reading, Myron? I'm not looking at the pictures. I'm not looking at the pictures. I got the books right here. I'm looking at the pictures. You know, ain't, 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 ain't nothing nasty about this. So what are you talking about? I got all the books right here. What are you talking about? Myron, you don't even know how to read. Every time we get mail, you bring it to me. You think... Proof is in the pudding, baby. The proof is in the pudding, baby. The proof is in the pudding, baby. Listen. You know what it is. When I blue, blue magic, magic, bro, I know niggas on that. I blue stand magic. by it. I guarantee it. Blue magic. That's what you want, bro. Blue That's what you want, bro. support is greatly needed greatly appreciated 
and we utilize 100% of the support in the continuing effort to not only bring you cutting edge research, 